0: Hello, I'm Kristen McDonald, and welcome to Second Vision. Today, I wanted to cover a topic that I am extremely passionate about. Having been one of the first people in the world to have had stem cells injected into their eyes, I thought you would like to meet an expert in stem cell research. Dr. Mitra Hushman's credentials speak for themselves. She is a neuroscientist, speaker, entrepreneur, and educator. She's also a leader in her field and passionate about advocacy and health. She even manages to find time uh, to teach a special kind of yoga that we'll touch on that combines vinyasa and cardio and flow, I believe, in Newport Beach. Dr. Mitra holds a Ph.D. in uh, neurobiology from UC Irvine, and she's done research for over a decade in spinal cord injuries. And her work has been published numerous times, and she now serves as Director of Scientific Programming for Americans for Cures and their mission is to raise awareness about stem cell research. And I am so proud to say that I'm also an ambassador for this wonderful organization and to welcome Dr. Hushman today.
1: Thank you for that kind introduction. I'm not sure I would call myself an expert, but um, I appreciate Oh, the my goodness, regardless. please. <laughs> I,
0: I don't know. I, I, is it okay if I call you Mitra on the air since we know each other?
1: Of course, of course, absolutely. Please do.
0: Great. Well, I mean, I'm I'm so impressed. I mean, just reading your background and having met you now. Um, you just, you're conquering the world. You know, I mean, I don't know how you find time for sleep with all, all the things that you're doing. So it's, it's so fantastic. So so tell us, you've been with Americans for Cures now for how long?
1: Um, so I actually joined Americans for Cures recently. Up until uh, September of 2017, I was uh, doing research still at UCI um, in spinal cord injuries, looking at the effect of stem cells after Transplantation into spinal cord injured um, animals. And so um, I only made the shift really over the past few months, less than six months ago. And it's been quite an amazing ride to be a part of Americans for Cures, to get to know people like you and get to work for a cause that um, I truly believe in and I'm very, very passionate about.
0: Well, they are lucky to have you, and so why don't we educate everyone on what Americans for Cures does, uh, since we know all about them, but, you know, if you could just give them some information on how it evolved, you know, and how serum was formed and the 32, is it, no, I'm sorry, how many clinical trials now do they have, of which I'm a part of for my eyes, is it 33, 33?
1: It's 43, actually. 40 now, they're up
0: to 40, right.
1: 43, Yeah. Um, and of course, the number keeps growing. And 43 is the clinical trials uh, that are ongoing um, at the moment that were c- legitimate clinical trials that were funded by CERM, but there's also several more that um, CERM, several more clinical trials with stem cells that STERM had funded early on in terms of their basic science or preclinical work, and those have also gone on to clinical trials now. So really the count is closer to like 59. It's uh, so fantastic, is really
0: nice. and it ranges in all these different areas, from eyes to from vision to spinal cord, right to cancer to uh, the bubble babies. To, there's a whole list of, of different areas that they're working in.
1: Yep, yep, absolutely everything. Everything that at least uh, spans the variety of different diseases and conditions that we know, of, from like you said, right. neurological to metabolic disorders, respiratory, all of it.
0: Right. Let's give the listeners a little background on Bob Klein and how Americans for Cures was started because it's so interesting the way it all evolves.
1: Yeah, so um, very similar to how every other, I guess, uh, really truly impactful story begins. Uh, Bob Klein's story was a very personal one as well, and that's why I think it was so inspirational and, and uh, was able to create a movement um, in my mind. And uh, Bob um whose son had uh diabetes, um and his son actually passed away now, unfortunately, but um his son had diabetes um and back in two thousand four, uh, which is when Prop seventy one, the original ballot initiative for increasing stem cell research in the state of California, um, went you know, was, was presented to California voters. At that time, Bob was the one who spearheaded um, Prop 71, and um, he did that because he wanted to find a way to treat his son. Um, and he really believed in the power and promise of themselves to be able to accomplish that task. And so he passionately moved forward, and um, he was able to get Prop 71 passed, um, which led to the inception, that money that California voters uh, voted for, led to the inception of what we now know as the California Institute for Regenerative Medicine or CIRM. Um, And CIRM has now, over the past 10 years or more, actually, uh, their first round of funding was delayed uh, slightly. But um, over the last 10 years, they have been funding, like we talked about, a variety of different uh, research opportunities, everything from building new buildings that support stem cell research to training new scientists and the educators of the future, the, the young generations to become stem cell scientists, um, all the way to funding basic science research and, of course, uh, clinical trials. So STERM uh, has had a tremendous amount of impact um, on stem cell funding, especially at a time when stem cell or at least embryonic stem cell research federally was banned. Um, And really, the state of California provided this opportunity for California scientists and anyone who collaborated with California scientists to be able to receive funding to move the field forward. Um, And I think we really set an example in that way uh, for all the rest of the country.
0: Yeah, it's so fantastic because I remember I spoke at CR in June two years ago in San Francisco, and I met so many different scientists and uh, doctors and people from all over the world that came and got these grants through CIRM and, and were able to do their work. It's just fantastic. I mean, they, they're even co-partnering right with Canada and other places in the world.
1: Absolutely, yes, as long yeah. as you have a Um, main principal investigator on your grant who is in the state of California, you can collaborate from other countries with them um, and be able to push your research forward, which is phenomenal.
0: That is absolutely phenomenal. Excuse me. So let's talk about some of the success with some of the trials, with various trials. Like how about in spinal cord injury? I know I had Don Reed on recently and uh, he spoke about, you know, his passion and uh, the work they've been doing there for his son who became paralyzed from spinal cord injury.
1: Yes, yes, absolutely. Spinal cord injury was actually... Um, one of the first areas of uh, stem cell funding, or where, where, so one of the first areas, I'm sorry, where clinical trials um, started in, in stem cells. Geron um, started the human embryonic stem cell derived, this is gonna be a mouthful, I apologize, but human embryonic stem cell derived oligoprogenitor cells, um, which is basically taking embryonic stem cells and uh, making them a very special kind of brain cell or uh, spinal cord cell that is required for insulating all the nerves in the body. And uh, Geron took these cells and uh, put them into humans after some uh, amazing preclinical data that they provided to the FDA um, and, uh, that trial by Geron later, um, later was abandoned due to financial duress, but, um, Asterius, which is the new company, uh, running that trial picked it up, um, and they've continued and now have expanded to what's called a phase two clinical trial, which is where they're looking to see if, um, the cells that they're transplanting are efficacious. So, are they working better than just the standard control? Um, and uh, they're currently testing that in spinal cord injured patients, um, and hopefully soon we'll have some answers and we'll know, we'll know whether or not um, this trial is helpful for patients. But regardless, again, every step we take um, in terms of clinical trials is a step for us to better understand what works and what doesn't, and that's why it's so important to fund these studies. Uh, because if we never try, then we just don't know. We don't know what works.
0: Absolutely, um, and, and, and I know day. that from having been one of the first people, you know, to have progenitor cells, like you were referring to in my eyes. You know, I, I was the mm-hmm. first person in the study, and uh, there were only two others and two other people in the on the planet in China who had um, who had had them and they were that was a number of years ago Uh, so I feel so grateful for that you know to be you know number one having had that slot but also to have to be helping science because now they're figuring out the doses and what works and uh, I happen to have you know for anyone listening retinitis pigmentosa and had not had any improvement in years and now I've had uh, I call it a light at the end of the tunnel in my left eye, thanks to the stem cells. You know, I, I really brightened up, and it's two years later, and it's still brighter. And that used to be my worst eye, so that's so encouraging.
1: Absolutely, and and I have to tell you, Kristen, I think it's people like you who should be recognized and um, are truly the the leaders in this area of science because. Um, without people like you without the patients um, there's no way that this could move forward and um, when people like you are willing to sign up for these clinical trials and um, and be able to help us in, in testing and evaluating whether or not um, this kind of work can move forward um, it's it's just promising, and this is what is going to help us continue continue to advance.
0: Well, that's very nice of you to say, but believe me, in my eyes, I think of all you, all the research you've been doing, and Dr. Henry Clausen, that's the doctor, you know, who had developed the the, um, kinds of cells that went into my eyes. He's been working on it for about as long as I've had it, so I'm so grateful there are people like yourselves. You know, because it's it's a team effort, you know. I wouldn't be anywhere Absolutely. without your research either.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, no, you're yeah. right. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, so and, it's, it's and really wonderful. It's a win-win, you know.
1: Yes, for sure. And, and you said team effort. You know, a part of that, um, another part of that team is um, – not just the scientists and the patients who are key components of this team, but also, and of course the funding that needs to come through. Um, yes. But also the, um, what we do on, on Americans Procure side, um, it's also about the advocates, uh, advocacy and the education. I think those components really make this team a whole. Uh, because we have people like yourself, you're not only, uh, you're not only one of the recipients of a clinical, of stem cells in a clinical trial, but you're also, like you mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, you're also, um, uh, an ambassador for Americans for Cures and, um, ambassadors, these advocates who go out there and talk about, um, the promise of stem cell research and, um, they educate the public and raise awareness about what, it, what it's like um, for stem cells to be able to advance and change the lives of real people struggling with real diseases and conditions. Um, I think that um, really makes the story whole. Um, and that's where American Spirits really comes in. Our mission is to advocate for and raise awareness about stem cell research. So it's really an exciting
0: organization. I love it. You know, I mean, all the retreats that they have developed for us and the training, you know, from, uh, I mean, I happen to have been a speaker, uh, you know, uh, prior to joining Americans for Cures, but they they give extra media training, which is extremely helpful to everyone, including myself. Uh, they've done retreats for us where you get to know the other advocates. And I've met people with spinal cord injuries, with uh, learned about Huntington's disease, um, uh, what 's now adrian 's um
1: uh, single cell, sickle yeah. cell oh, you know and she 's fantastic
0: yeah. she and Francis are both you know all, all the different people i 've met they they have their passion as I do with vision, and it 's so comforting to have these other people as new friends and and learn about what they 've been going through because everyone I believe, as you know, will know someone at some point in their life as they they age you know that needs help with stem cell in some way from alzheimer 's to cancer. You know, um and hopefully not themselves, but I mean, it's something that we are all we all should be passionate about
1: absolutely and and part of my job um is to make sure that this um, this education gets out there, and like you said, um you know everyone knows someone who is struggling with a disease they're either the the patient themselves, their caregiver, or they know a loved one or a family member or a friend who's struggling. And um, I think what's important uh, to understand is that um, nobody, nobody's saying that stem cells are going to cure every disease. This is not the no,
0: of course not, not
1: what we're promoting. Even you know, at Americans for Cures, Um, what we are suggesting is that um, we need to place the funding in this kind of research to move forward, so that we can identify what kinds of treatments are possible. And as of um, less than a decade ago, um, I would say even funding research studies that can help us um, understand how diseases happen. And we can do a lot of that now using stem cells, something that um, we could not do in the past, but now we can essentially model a disease in a dish. Um, we can use cells from the skin of the patient and grow those cells um, as stem cells in a dish and understand how that disease develops without ever, you know, invading the the human the patient themselves. For instance, um, and in this way, we can test a variety of different drugs on these cells. We can determine whether or not there are possible, effect, you know, side effects. Um, are there things that work are there drugs that work are there drugs that don't and all of this can be done in a dish with the stem cell technology and this Reason is called... fascinating yeah it's amazing and I think it's really important for the public to know that um, and this is this is what I'm hoping to be able to accomplish is just educating everyone about the fact that stem cells aren't just about taking a bunch of cells and putting them into patients it's also about, putting them in a dish, and being able to study diseases and test drugs on them. Um, And hopefully the more we can understand that, um, the more we will appreciate how versatile uh, stem cell research is and that it really does apply across the board to almost every disease we know. Again, it doesn't mean that the cure is going to be found in stem cells, but it can certainly move us forward um, in, in a variety of different diseases.
0: That is so fantastic, and you know, for for people living in California, I I want to make it clear that this was taxpayer money, you know, that voted for these for this bond to be created, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, that's the most exciting thing that that we're so progressive here, and that we have so much going on thanks to the people who actually, you know, went and voted and believed in it, and we wouldn't have had all these. You said almost fifty something studies now, right?
1: Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And it's um, you know the establishment of Charm itself was um, was huge for the state of California, not just from a from a uh, science perspective, but also from an economic standpoint. Um, it mm-hmm. created about four thousand new jobs. Um, so yes, taxpayers paid, but in a way we invested. We invested not just in the future of um, you know the state of California, but the entire country as a whole. Um, in terms of its science and advancement of therapies, but we also invested in, the, in California's economic uh, status. And so I think th- those are all things that we need to be thinking about, especially as uh, STARM's funding is going to be depleted um, in the middle of 2019 um, and we need to start thinking about ways to plan and to continue to move this forward. Um, yes. And hopefully, hopefully we'll be doing that.
0: Yes, and that's a big part of the advocacy work, too, you know, for people getting out and spreading the message. And, uh, you know, hopefully that uh, in the future we'll be able to raise more money to to going forward, which would be absolutely fantastic. And um, if anyone's listening, you know, Americans for Cures, is what's the exact website so we can lead people there? They can read about it or if they want to get involved.
1: Absolutely. The website is americansforcures.org, everything spelled out. Um, and, uh, we would love to have anyone who is interested, uh, to do advocacy, to learn more. We have a lot of material on the website, just content that can provide you with information about what stem cells are, just the basics of it, what kinds of tr- clinical trials are being conducted right now. And part of, um, and this is one of those things that I've been pushing for a lot, and Americans for Cures was great at it even before I came on board, but I'm even pushing it further now is, to make sure that our content is written in a way that um, is easily um, easily digestible by the public. Mm-hmm. Um, So we are not a website where you go and learn about the complicated mechanisms of biology and all the names of those crazy molecules and factors that scientists talk about. Uh, We are the website where you go to learn in a simple language about um, what is happening in the area of sample research, how things have moved forward, uh, what different clinical trials are there, and um, yet staying absolutely committed um, to delivering accurate information. And I think that's really important for the public to know, that despite the fact that we use simple language, uh, we vet our contents uh, very vigorously and make sure that the information we're delivering is um, accurate, it's factual, and above all, it's evidence-based. Um, so and
0: you I don't have that, to be a speaker to get involved. Okay. You know, you can get involved on many different levels. Just be a social media advocate. There's, you know, depending on your time or your interest.
1: Absolutely. We, I mean, we're looking for anyone who is interested in um, in advocating in any way that they can. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're absolutely right. Not everybody is as amazing of a speaker as you are. Uh, oh, you're sweet. <laughs> Uh, But every single advocate that we have, we appreciate and love, and they have helped us get to where we are, and I'm sure they're going to continue to help us in every way that they can. And so we would love to have anyone who's interested in any disease area um, to come and um, not just join us but also learn more uh, by looking at our website and just educating themselves.
0: And again, it's a lot of fun, new people, and, and Americans for Cures is very wonderful in that they provide training, you know, and um, a lot of different activities, which is terrific. You meet new friends and get involved. Now, before I, I, you know, we're winding down on time, but I wanted to just give a couple specific examples of stem cell success stories. For instance, the, the couple who had the bubble baby, which means that you don't have any immunity, I guess, when you're, you're born.
1: Yeah, um,
0: that's a good one. You want you want to tell that story?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Alicia Vakar, who is the mother of Evangelina, um, who had uh, this bubble baby disease, or what's called Skid, um, and uh, Evangelina received um, the what was one of the patients in the clinical trials and Don Cohn's uh, study from UCLA. And uh, she is now cured of Skid. So essentially a child who was living in a bubble because um, these kids do not have an immune system, a functioning immune system, and with the smallest bacteria entering their body, they can die. Um, and she went from from that state to now being a fully healthy baby, cured of It's just
0: so incredible. I met them at one of the retreats and uh, one of the trainings, and they were a lovely couple. And... Um, it's just just fantastic story. That's just one of many. And I'm very excited about retinitis pigmentosa, my own condition, because there's been nothing that just, you know, for many, many years, you go to the eye doctor and you hear, well, we're working on it. I'm so sorry. We're working on it, you know, as you get worse. And now suddenly I heard someone say, you know, when I got that phone call, we think we might have something that could help you, you know, we have to test. And so I just about went through the roof. I was so excited that day. So I'm I feel Aww. very, very blessed. Very blessed. So listen, I want to turn my attention a little bit to the your health, the science of yoga. You know, the um the really fun stuff you do in your spare time and like I said earlier, I don't know how you have any spare time with <laughs> everything you're doing and accomplishing. But tell us about your wonderful yoga. It's so interesting.
1: Thank you. Yeah, that's kind of my baby. I, um, I created uh, this new style of yoga that's a combination of yoga and cardio. This really was a style of yoga that I made for myself. Um, I used to be a swimmer and a competitive athlete, so I really liked the sort of energetic style of working out, but I also fell in love with yoga and the mindfulness that it provided and, of course, the flexibility that I could gain from it. Uh, but I also didn't have three hours in a day to work out. Uh, so I couldn't do both, you know, the, the hard workout and the yoga. So I just combined everything into one style together. Um, it's called Mix, M-I-X-X, uh, Mix Yoga. And it's just a one hour sort of bang for your buck workout where you do interval training. There's some cardio exercises in between some yoga flows. Um, and of course, mindfulness thrown in at the end. And it's been an amazing journey. I created this in uh, 2014 and uh, we opened our studio in Newport Beach and it's been, it's been going. The doors have been open to anyone who wants to cultivate a healthy body and mind. And it's uh, just one of those things that provides me with um, a little bit of um, I guess this this might be the reason why I don't need as much sleep is because I, I get to come over here and just uh, practice a little bit of that um, mindfulness and, of course, increase all the endorphins in my body so that I can keep going for the rest of the day. So <laughs> I
0: knew there was some magic formula that you had. Now I've hit it because I'm, I'm a workout addict myself, you know, and I love yoga. Uh, so, I mean, have you thought of doing any DVDs or?
1: Um, you and I actually talked about this once before, and absolutely, it's a part of our plans. Um, hopefully, as you know, as if my time permits, and as the team continues to grow and there's more manpower, that is certainly the next wave. It's, it's you really should absolutely today. because it's too far for me to go to Newport Beach, and I want to, of course, <laughs> <laughs> for some selfish reasons. Absolutely. Even if it's just for you, we
0: have to do it. That's right, just for me, Mitra, just for me. Well, listen, it's been such a delight to have you on the show, and I we have an event on Saturday where we're uh, I'll be speaking to um, a whole group of interns who may get involved in Americans for Cure, who will be getting involved in Americans yes. for Cure. It's very exciting. That's another element, uh, and they'll be working with uh, Americans for Cure and CIRM, right?
1: Writing yep, up our yep. stories
0: and working with us. So that's, that's really a branch that I'm very excited about this year, too. So thank you so much for all your sharing your insight and wisdom today with us. And um, I'm looking forward to seeing you Saturday. And for those listening, you've been listening to Second Vision with Krista McDonald. I'm your host, and my guest is Dr. Mitra Hushman And I'm going to ask Mitra uh, to give you Americans for Cures websites one more time in case you're interested in going there.
1: Absolutely. The website is um, org, the entire name spelled out. Um, And Kristen, thank you very much for having me on. It's always a pleasure to speak with you, and um, I really appreciate you providing this opportunity and a platform for everyone to learn more about um, not just Americans for Cures, but um, just the progress of Central Research.
0: Well, as I said, it's my pleasure, and I'm, I'm the one who's blessed, so... Thank you so much, Mitra. I'm Kristen McDonald for Second Vision. Thanks for listening.